I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 504 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, we are headed to the basketball court today as NBA star Michael Carter-Williams joins me on the podcast. Michael Carter-Williams currently plays point guard for the Orlando Magic. He was drafted in the first round of the 2013 NBA draft with the 11th overall pick by the Philadelphia 76ers. He was named NBA Rookie of the Year in 2014. He has also spent some time with the Milwaukee Bucks, the Chicago Bulls, the Charlotte Hornets, and the Houston Rockets. He played his college ball at Syracuse and was a McDonald's All-American player in high school. He's got one child now and a second one due in a few weeks here. I'm excited to have him on the podcast. Michael Carter-Williams will be joining me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Michael Carter-Williams was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between myself and the NBA star, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and make sure you guys bring it right back here for Friday's podcast. Hollywood actor Danny Trejo will be joining me here. He has led a very interesting life and has overcome drug and alcohol addictions to make a positive change in his life. It's going to be a real banger of an episode, so make sure you tune in for that. Be sure to follow me over there on Instagram for all the upcoming guest announcements. If you're enjoying the podcast, please hit me with that rating review. It always goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Michael Carter-Williams. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, Dad, sports stadiums are beginning to fill up once again. Concerts are coming back, and Broadway shows will be here before you know it. It's time to take your kids to an event and start making memories once again. And there's nothing wrong with saving a few bucks while you do it. My partnership with SeatGeek means that you can save $20 off your tickets by using the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, at SeatGeek.com or on the SeatGeek app. Let's go, dads. We've been cooped up way too long here. It's time to start enjoying sports and entertainment again the way they were meant to be experienced, live and in person. Visit SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS at the checkout and save $20 off your tickets. A gift for first-class fathers from first-class fatherhood. Joining me now, first-class father, Michael Carter-Williams. Welcome to first-class fatherhood. Thank you, man. Thank you guys for having me. All right, let's start it right like this. How many kids do you have? How old? Uh, I have one kid right now. Um, she's turning three July 28th, and I got another one on the way. And um, the due date's July 30th, actually. A boy. So I got a girl now, three-year-old girl now, and a boy on the way. Wow, very cool. Yeah, what, what did you guys do any kind of like gender reveal to find out what you have it, what you were having? No, no, no we're we're not big on gender reveals. Um, you know, I don't knock them. Just <laughs> you know, just not huge on them. But I don't know, maybe maybe for our third kid, we might. It, it, it seemed like it was a fun thing, and then people just took it to extreme limits and kind of ruined the whole thing. Like you know, yeah, because I felt I felt like, I guess it really didn't matter that much our first kid, but when we had a girl, um, I was actually hoping for a girl um, for our first kid, and then for 
our second one, um, you know, I really wanted a boy. So like we did a gender reveal and I was like, ah, you know, I didn't want, like, I didn't want to <laughs> be a girl. And then, you know, but it's yeah. All- very cool. Yeah, we got four kids, so we, we only found out we found out for three of them. Our, our third child, we waited till the end to find out. Which either way, it's a great experience. So, um, if you could hear Michael, please just take a minute to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yes, yeah, so, um, like I said, I'm Michael Carter Williams. I uh, I play for the Orlando Magic. Um, you know, I've been in the NBA for about um, eight years. I went to Syracuse for for college, so that's uh, that's what I do. Yeah, very cool. And so uh, take us to the beginning of your fatherhood journeys about three years ago here. How did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Uh, it changed me a lot, actually. You know, it kind of gave me a um, a sense of, you know, a, a sense of time management. You know, I think, you know, when I go, you know, whatever I'm doing now, I kind of do it with a purpose. Um, you know, whether I'm going to the gym or, you know, I'm going to, you know, do some charity event or activity. You know, I'm really focused on, you know what I'm doing because I know I got other responsibilities at home. And, um, and it also changed me in the way to, you know, every decision I make is, you know, not only about me, but it's about, you know, my daughter, my family as well. Yeah. Very well said, Michael. And then obviously I know last year was a different set of circumstances with the bubble and the Corona and the whole bit, but what are some of the challenges of, of playing in the NBA while being a dad? Oh, it's hard because we travel all the time. You know, that's definitely the, you know, the worst part is, you know, leaving, you know, your kids or, you know, just having to be away from them. Um, you know, for me, that's, you know, that's the hardest thing. Um, it does bring a lot of joy. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, my daughter loves going to the games. Um, you know, she's, she's spoiled. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we, you know, we're very fortunate that, you know, I do play and we're able to live in, you know, nice areas and, you know, everything that the NBA comes with, but, um, yeah, you know, it, it's, you know, it's tough at times, definitely leaving her. Yeah, very cool. And then what was it like? I mean, obviously you said you, you, your next child's due here in, in a little while at the end of July. Um, what have been what has it been like during COVID here to have to take you? Have you been allowed to go to all your appointments uh, or, or you, you, was it, is it any different this time around than it was the first time around? Yeah, it's definitely different. Um, I'm still able to go to her appointments, um, but there's only one person that's allowed. Um, you know, the delivery process is also a little bit different. There's only, I think, two people allowed, you know, now. So it's um it, it definitely is a little bit different. Um, the rules are, you know, much more strict and uh, it's, you know, but it is what it is. You'll be allowed in the delivery room now, of course, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be allowed in the delivery room. Yep. OK, very cool. And what would you consider, Michael, to be the top values that you hope to instill in your kids growing up? Uh, you know, number one, just be a good person. Um, I think that goes a long way. Um, you know, just, you know, being kind and, and nice to people. I think that you know, can take you a lot of places in life. And it's a simple thing that, you know, everybody can do to, you know, make the world as a whole a better place. And, um, you know, I, I hope to, you know, just, you know, instill that, you know, be a good person, be kind and, um, and, and, and you know, try to be as safe as possible. Yeah, great stuff. And I know you said you, you were hoping for a girl there right out of the gate. What, what do you enjoy most about being a girl dad? Um, I, I mean, you get all the love, of course, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you, come home it's like you never had a bad day and um you know she's definitely you know a girl dad and you know I just knew that that connection there would you know be special and it's just uh it's just great you know like I said there's there's never a bad day you know you could have the worst performance your worst you know day of your life when you come home it's you know it's like a dog and it's all they're always going to love you no matter what so 
that's uh that's the the best part about you know being a dad yeah very cool and i I had my three boys first then i got my girl on the uh, on the final try there if not we'd have probably five by now but we we got her on the fourth try it's a totally different uh you know ball game for me with her and one things one of the things i struggle with uh, and I'm still working on is my disciplining with her. It's a lot different than the way I handle my discipline with my boys. And she's six, the baby, the only girl. So, so far, I know she's young yet. Uh, what type of disciplinary are you so far as a dad here? Are you a spanker, timeout guy? You're hitting it with some philosophy. How are you working that out so far? Yeah, I struggle the same, you know, with the same thing. I, it's almost like I don't know how to discipline her. Um, and so, the, you know, the lady, she's she's the she's the disciplinarian. So she, she's always... <laughs> you know, yelling at her, putting her in timeouts. And <laughs> we actually had to have a little discussion about me cracking down on the whip a little bit to, uh, you know, start being a little bit more disciplined, you know, with her and, you know, start, you know, putting her in timeouts and things like that. I don't know why it just doesn't come to me. I just don't get mad. I'm always like trying to explain why, you know, that's wrong instead of, you know, getting angry. I don't know. Yeah, I'm in the same boat over here too. I, you know, my wife's constantly saying I got to get it. And I, I'm working; it's a work in progress too. It's a, it's definitely harder for me to say no uh, to her, you know, than it is to my boys. So I'm, I'm working on that as well. Now, what about bedtime here, Michael? What does your bedtime routine look like? Are you a storyteller? Are you singing lullabies? How does your bedtime routine look at your house? Yeah, usually, you know, for a while it was just, you know, get in the bed, read, you know, read a story and go to sleep. Um, but now the story, you know, the story time is. Um, you know, me telling stories. Uh, she loves, you know, listening to me tell different, you know, different made up stories I combined with, you know, the three little pigs and, and Goldilocks and all, you know, the big bad wolf and like all one story. So, you know, it's it's kind of cool. It's gotten to the point where she tells, you know, her own story, you know, a little bit. And it's the same story every night. But, you know, it is it's uh, yeah. So we're, we're definitely readers and storytellers. Yeah, awesome stuff. And, and let me turn it over to what you do here. I know you came, uh, you were recruited heavily in high school. I think you committed in like your sophomore or junior year of high school to Syracuse. What, what kind of advice do you have, uh, you know, for the parents out there that have kids that are starting to get the attention from the colleges and are going through this experience? I know it could be a little overwhelming. So what kind of advice do you have for the parents that have these kids that are ready to go next level? Uh, I would say stay involved. I think my parents did a great job of staying involved with, um, you know, my career, my process There's a lot of people that, you know, are, are in for it themselves. Um, so, you, you know, definitely, you know, protect your kids, you know, try to, you know, point them in, in, in that right direction where, you know, they're going to be, you know, taken care of. You know, I, I think there's so many different avenues and ways to, you know, get to their goal, which is, you know, everybody says WNBA, NBA, you know, college, whatever. Um, there's so many different ways, so many different opportunities that, um you know, if, if they stick with, you know, the right people, I think they'll, you know, make that no matter what, you know, route they're, you know, they're going down. So you don't have to, you know, do the same route as, you know, everybody else, you know, look how many, look how many different guys make it to the NBA, whether it's to the G League, whether it's through overseas, whether, um, you know, it's, it's through high school, prep school, you know, so um, just finding good people to, you know, have the best interest for your kids. Yeah, well said. I know there's, it seems to be so many different opportunities and, and there's so many more availabilities to showcase your talents today. I know just by being able to send in a video and stuff like that, there's a whole different way to get exposure today. So it's pretty cool to see. And on the technology part of it, another one of the things that's become more difficult as COVID hit and my kids were all forced online during school. I know she's young yet for that, but um, how do you kind of manage the screens? Is she swiping screens already? How do you kind of handle the technology? Yeah, man, uh, the iPad is, is definitely a big thing. 
in uh in my house and she you know she loves it she uses it um it's tough for me you know i kind of go back and forth because obviously i don't want her you know sticking her face in the ipad for hours on hours so i mean we get outside we 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 do things but she definitely has her fair share on her ipad but it's crazy because you know nowadays if you watch the shows with your kids you know just just to see you know what it's about or whatever they're so my daughter's learned so much you know just from you know the shows that are out now uh which is great you know the other day um not even no not even the other day but like probably about like six seven months ago you know my daughter's only two now so about six seven months ago we were walking down the street and there was you know constructions working and i was like look it's you know it's a tractor and she's like no dad dad it's an excavator and i'm like sorry like, like um but no they yeah it's just like you know they teach a bunch in, in different shows she watches so you know i don't really you know mind her on you know the ipad too too much yeah it's it's become more and more challenging i mean i even find myself i you know not living up to what i'm asking them to do sometimes i'm using the technology a lot more than i would like to be so i'm guilty as charged with it as well um what, what was it like for you i know you were drafted in the first round of the nba draft there what was it like for you to share that moment with your parents with your family uh it was amazing you know that moment you know is a moment i'll never forget um you know it's you know hard to describe the feeling um it was a you know, goal that i was working towards you know my whole life and there's you know a lot of ups and downs and um you know a, a lot of mind games that you know i had to go through just to you know get there and um so it was, it was a special moment for me and my family for sure yeah very cool now has becoming a dad has that put any kind of um has that changed your perspective as far as how many years you plan on playing in the nba and have you considered you know anything uh beyond your nba career um no i don't think it's it's you know it, it put in perspective on you know how long i want to play you know i think that's always been pretty steady I, you know i want to play as long as you know i can and uh just because i you know i love the game and you know post career um yeah you know, i'm definitely going to do something i don't know what that is yet uh, there's a lot of different avenues that you know i'm even you know seeking out now and just you know kind of putting you know the feel out for but um yeah, you know, it's still definitely still up in the air. I don't know, you know, where I'm going to be or what mind state I'm going to be in, you know, come that time. Yeah, and then what about Michael, too? I'm curious because I know you've been on several different teams. How does that work out for you now, especially um, like with your daughter? Like, do you got you have like a home base or do you set up shop in, in the different cities? How does that kind of work out? Yeah, you know, I I, I just bought a house. I bought a house in Orlando. Um, it's uh, it's it's, a you know, our home base now. Um, I got another year left on my contract. Um, you know, it's somewhere that, you know, I could definitely see myself, um, you know, being whether it's, you know, if I come back to Orlando, whether I keep the house, whether I sell it, you know, it's, you know, I bought it at a time where, you know, real estate was pretty good. The market was good. So, um, you know, it was a good investment as well. And, you know, it's, you know, I got two kids on the way. It's kind of good to have a place to to call home and settle in. Yeah, great stuff. All right, last thing I want to hit you here, Michael. I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Um, You know, being a new dad, it's actually rough. Yeah, I mean, everybody's a dad knows the first, like, four months is, you know, you kind of can't do anything. So I would say find things to do in the, in the first four months, even though the baby's really not going to need you that much, um, you know, it's 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 so fun being a dad um you know it's probably gonna be the best thing that you know you've ever experienced so just um you know see obviously everybody knows that you know it's kind of redundant to teach your kids to do the right things and you know be good people but 
you know, I, I guess I would say just, you know, lead them and, you know, they're, they're the future. So do yeah. right. Very well said. I love the message. This has been a lot of fun for me. I got to say, Michael Carter Williams, your first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on first class fatherhood. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Michael Carter Williams for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Bring it right back here for Friday. I got a real great episode for you guys in store. Hollywood actor, legendary actor, Danny Trejo will be joining me here on the podcast. So don't miss out on that. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.